Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Steelers Post Game Show, or as we're going to call it today, the therapy session, where Steelers fans get to react to the embarrassing, what was a 41 to 10, I believe was the final score to the Cincinnati Bengals in week 12. Doing this and helping us out and helping everyone kind of hash out their thoughts is always uh, Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian? Ah, well, I am here, and first time I ever fell asleep during a Steeler game in a long, long time. <laughs> Dave Schofield, awake and ready to go? Uh, yeah, if you fall asleep during the game, I think Brian should have to do the post-game show without a shirt since <laughs> it, it wasn't working during the game, I guess. so. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was a dud of all duds. Uh, mm-hmm. What we'll always typically do when uh, I'm hosting the post-game show, at least, is a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction. It's an article we run on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. But let's go around the horn here. Brian, knee-jerk reaction to this loss to the Bengals. They were not in this game from the start. They were never in this game. And Ben Roethlisberger, when he threw that interception – that it was over by then they could not mentally come back from that yep dave knee-jerk reaction knee-jerk reaction is i feel like a lot of people in the live chat do i don't even want to think about the steelers right now this was pretty you know we're going to be here for those of you that want to um the i don't know that i've seen this bad of an effort all around and not and it wasn't just that it was like fluky plays that didn't go your way or just, you know, you know, a crazy barrage of turnovers. It was just inadequacy right off the bat and just kept going the whole game. Yeah. Let's get Tom. You're up here. $5 tip. He said, sadly, a dollar for every loss. It was hot in the kitchen today. We couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the heat as Mike Mm. Tomlin likes to say. And after the game, Mike Tomlin said, you know, he didn't have to say much. There wasn't much to say now guys. I want to ask you real quick. Let's put, let's play the blame game. Let's play a little blame game here. Uh, Brian, you're putting some blame. It's got it. There has to be blame put on someone. Who are you blaming after this loss? How much time do you have? <laughs> I'm going to blame Ben Roethlisberger. I'm, go- I'm going to blame Chase Claypool. I'm going to blame everybody I could possibly blame, except for maybe Cam Hayward, and that's about it. And that includes TJ Watt. He gets blamed for me, too. And I've, uh, you know, everybody's going to blame Tomlin. And that's fine. You can do that. But he didn't throw the interceptions. Maybe he didn't get his team ready to play. play, So you blame him for that. But he's the guy you go back to. But the players on the field were substandard today. Okay, that's fine. So you're putting the onus on the players. Dave, what about you? Blame game time. The Pittsburgh Steelers. From the coaching staff to the players to everything. This was, I don't think... I mean, it's hard to find people that are exempt. The special teams wasn't terrible there. Jeff, when you go to try to find winners and losers, man, that's about the only place you can go um, when you're trying to find any kind of winners in this game. It was, I mean, you could lay this on the feet of about everyone. I mean, the the Talboy, everybody, you know, from one end to the other, it's on everyone because – you can't really take anything out of this that they did positively. And I mean, and I'm not granted the Bengals showed up to play. And even if the Steelers showed up to play, they were going to have their hands full, but not like this. 
not not like this, not this poor of a showing, even when a team's playing well. It's it's because you are that bad on that day. Up and down, everybody. It, it it was bad. And and I think that, you know, we all, you know, obviously Brian said the players are the ones out there executing the defensive, the the, the plan. I'm gonna say just yeah. the plan defensively and offensively was also yeah. extremely poor. Uh, the offensive game plan of let's come out and sling it. And the answers that were given after the game were just atrocious, absolutely atrocious. They wanted to play Cam Hayward at nose tackle <laughs> to try and stop the run. Oh, that worked. I know, that worked why. Well. I know why. Go ahead, Dave. They were trying to keep him from running to the side away from him. That I mean, I, that's just my guess. Yeah. I'm not saying. But, I mean, if you put Cam in the middle, you can't say, oh, we're going to run this way to run away from him. If you put him in the middle, does it, yeah. he, he could at least impact the play one way or the other. That is, uh, it didn't work though. That is literally a desperation move. Yeah, that that is a desperation yeah. coach's decision. And when you think about it, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. People that listen to my podcast know I used to coach lacrosse. It would be like a game where I take my best offensive player, who's my best player overall, and say, "I'm just going to put him on defense because I think it gives us the best chance to win." No, it's not going to work that way. You're going to be, you're going to get exposed either way. I felt that that was a when I heard Mike Tomlin say, I was like, boy, that is just that that's just unbelievable. And I did say this. I'm going to get your guys' thoughts and opinions on this in a second. And that was I tweeted this out and was I don't think that everyone says this team needs a gut check, a morale. It's not a morale thing. It's a talent thing. They have no quality depth on this team whatsoever. None. I mean, think about the positions that we're talking about: inside linebacker, garbage; cornerback, garbage; defensive line. We're talking about Isaiah Loudermilk saying, "Oh, I can't believe Loudermilk can't play last week." <laughs> What are we talking about here, people? Think about it. He wasn't this. even supposed to dress all season. No, I know. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not, this is, this, I know. This is a I, talent I'm, I'm thing. I'm you up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Brian, anything you want to chime in on that, go ahead, or else I'll move into the uh, Super Chats. Yeah, you know, this is just uh, – two weeks ago when I went to the Lions game, I they had the defense come out and introductions. And I'm watching the introductions. I'm like, Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, James Pierre. I mean, if you, Dave, if you're looking for duds, put James Pierre on the list. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. Well, he had a terrible game as well. He was on the list until I decided to go a completely different direction with it. <laughs> I broke every rule that I made oh, for wow. that article. Gosh. It's a whole different article. Oh, Make sure you check it out here in about an hour on <laughs> I'mstillcurtain.com. I said, I'm going to just, Ooh, I'm riveted. If the Steelers were that bad, we're just breaking all the rules. That <laughs> that's that's yeah. fine with me but i'm yep. just, yeah the depth is the depth is terrible everybody wants bush i mean that that's the thing the bush equals bust thing everybody's on that bandwagon right now because that's where they want to go it's a lot more than bush i'm telling you right now but then the guy backing him up has a knee injury we don't even know the extent of it but he wasn't coming back in the game so you know i don't know what you want they don't have the product to put on the field and the product that's on the field, the guys that deserve to be on the field or earn their spot on the field are playing terribly. Dave, you want to chime in on that at all about the talent? I mean, you were agreeing with me. I understand that. I don't know if you yeah. want to say anything else. I mean, and I and it, it, I said it last week when there was a big thing going with it, when, you know, when the defense was just not able to get a stop at all. And I was saying, you know, Steelers Nation's up in arms about – that want to talk about the X's and O's, and right now it's the Jimmys and Joes. It's the it's the talent out there. Um, this is what it looks like when it's both. 
Yeah. Honestly, this is what it looks like when it's both. This was not, you didn't have the right players or the right game plan. Mike Tomlin said after last week, he's like, you know, we tried to just, you know, do what we do with the players we had and we didn't mix it up. And that's on me. We should have done that. Well, if this was mixing it up, that didn't work either. Um, this this defense, 41 points, two weeks in a row. And yes, you, one of them was a defensive touchdown. But think about it. If the Steelers offensively were in this game and scoring points, how many more points would the Bengals have scored if they would have been a, trying to score, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's that's what it is. It's uh, – I'd, I'd go on. <laughs> Let's get some super chats up here. Mark gives us $5. Is after this loss, the top. Is it better to lose the rest of the season for a better draft pick? This is a common thread among Steeler fans. I understand what they're saying. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'll let you guys address it. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. No. All right. You play good. to win the game. You're Herm Edwards. You're channeling yes. your inner Herm Edwards. What about you, Brian? No, no. I mean – you don't tank for a draft pick and you can't ask those players to tank for a draft pick to replace them. That's just not what you do. I don't believe in tanking. I believe if you're there, you put everything into it and you worry about next year, next year, you worry about this year and something crazy happening. Remember this team was four and three and four at one point after a loss to the Bengals and went to the Super Bowl. This team has come back from this kind of stuff. Do they have, the stuff to come back. Are they different than those teams? Yeah, they are. But the last time they lost 41 to 10 to this very team was September of, let's see, 1989. And they ended up in the playoffs after that. And this is a much better team than that team in 1989. There you go. A little history lesson. Tom Muir gives us $5. His defense was over penetrating and over pursuing on the run. Ben was bad. The offensive line looks more like a dotted line. So we're going to try to stay focused here, folks. It's easy for all of us to kind of get into this literal hurricane of thoughts and emotions, and it just all comes spewing out in some random podcast form. But we're not going to do it. We're going to stay focused, and we are going to say offense first, as we always do in part one when I'm the host, not when that crazy Canucks hosting. Uh, It is offense in part one. We'll do defense in part two. Let's start where I believe we have to start on offense, and that is not with Ben Roethlisberger's on the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line, let's let's talk about some of this on the offensive line. Do you look at the numbers for Ben Roethlisberger? He was 24 for 41, 263, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, he Obviously, the, the turnovers were huge. Uh, he had a fumble, sack fumble as well. I'm trying to see the uh, sack totals here. Give me one second. Does anyone know if I got you? Dave, go for it. The the Bengals had three sacks while the Steelers had two sacks. Okay. So uh, offensively running the ball was, was really no bueno either. I mean, oh, no. Najee Harris, eight for 23. Kalen uh, Balazs with some garbage time runs, three for 21. They finished 15 carries for 51 yards, 3.4 average, a long run of 13 which was that Balazs run that I mentioned. Guys, this offensive line, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the performance to get Zach Banner in. Yes or no? Dave, what do you think? You mean after this performance or they should have put him yep. in during this one? No, no, no. I think that this is the performance that if they're going to make a switch, they do it the, now. Yeah, they, you did. They, yeah. Now's the time. I mean, honestly, we said going into this season that 
oh, well, it looks well, Kevin Dotson should be the Steelers' best offensive lineman. And it's not like he was having a, a, a you know, tear the roof off season, but I think we're seeing that right now. Um, there he struggled to run the ball. Jeffrey Benedict talks about this in his film rooms, is that it's hard to get Matt Canada's offense going if you can't run the ball inside. And since Kevin Dotson has been out, they can't run the ball inside. And when you talk about all the Steelers rush for 51 yards, 33.3333333 repeating percent. That is one third of their rushing yards came on two carries by Kalen Balaj in the final two minutes of the game. Yeah. A third of their rushing yards came on those two carries then. They couldn't run the ball even when they wanted to run the ball. And people were upset on Twitter and everything and Steelers beat reporters and commenters and everything about, oh, well, the Steelers, they just, you know, this if what do they do? They're coming out throwing the ball, throwing the ball. They come out in the one drive. They hand the ball off to Najee twice. They get, I think, four yards. He had nowhere to run. He didn't have anywhere to run. So then they're left with third, and I'd still call third and six you know, third and long, though they converted it through the air. But it it really was, man, they just didn't have anywhere to run the ball. So the offensive line, this is the week that if you say, you know what, we want to change it up, let's change it up. But I'd say you try to get Zach Banner in there, but also at the same time, you don't have that much to change up. You you only got you only got the players on your roster that you can that you can work with. But uh they, they got to do something. Did Banner end up coming in and playing in this game? Did they move Chooks to left at all? Did, I'm just that reading one comments point, in the live chat. I saw a, a report that, oh, it looks like Banner's in the huddle. Oh, But then I, the very next to start the drive, unless it was that very last drive when I have no idea why Ben Roethlisberger was still in there, um, if they did it on the very last drive. But on the next to last drive, there was rumors that he was going to, and they didn't. He just came in on the on the jumbo package. All right, Brian, thoughts on the banner maybe being inserted into the offensive line? Yeah, I can see it happening. Just like Dave said, this is the week to go ahead and do it. They, that, they're responsible for the poor play on offense. I mean, I'm not saying that the quarterback's not. We're going to get to that. But Najee Harris had nowhere to run when he was in there. And the only reason Balaj had room to run which I like Balaj as a backup. He's not Najee, but the only reason he had room to run at the end, they were playing the pass in that uh, in the last five minutes of the game. And yeah. that's where most of Ben's numbers came from too. I think about the sequence of plays where the Steelers offensive line actually got some push and two plays, they gained nine yards on a third and one. Ben hit Claypool between the one and the one and he dropped it. And then on fourth and one, they didn't go for it. They punted the ball away. And the defense continued to do their best Swiss cheese impersonation. However, let's talk about that quarterback, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. I already read off his stats. There were times where I was thinking, okay, let's talk like the first interception. Perfect example. That's got clear miscommunication. Now who that's on. We'll never know unless someone comes out and says chase did the wrong route or chase Clay says Ben didn't do the right thing. Well, it's all purely speculation. But guys, if you're just talking about Ben's play and his performance in this game, what do you think? Brian, we'll start with you. Okay, let's start with me on this. Yeah, I, Ben was terrible today. Ben was absolutely terrible. I don't know what happened on that first interception. He didn't come back from it. The uh, long ball to Chase Claypool, I thought it was over, underthrown again. We saw what happened when he underthrew Claypool last week. That was a, uh, that was a one of the reasons that they didn't pull off the upset in that game last week. He's uh, now he's underthrowing players. 
he has a guy that can come and uh, and pick it up. But you know, it, it's just not happening. Ben is Ben has looked good the past couple of weeks. This is a week where he's regressed. So when it's up and down and up and down, that's Ben. Dave, what do you think about ben- Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger? Um, he's got good games and bad games, and this was not a good one. Um, I, yeah, it, 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 something just seemed off the whole game. Even some of the shorter throws just didn't seem like they were right on target. And I don't know if he was expecting the receiver to step one way and they were the other. It could have just been not on the same page or it could have just been inaccuracies. That's probably the reason why Ben wanted to stay into the very end because he was trying, he probably wanted to try to at least get something to build off at the end that he was making things more accurate. But I don't know. It just, it just everything, it just all seemed off with the passing game. Well, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure on the quarterback when you're seeing your defense just giving up touchdown after touchdown in the blink of an eye. And a part of that is Ben throwing that interception didn't help matters much. But when you're seeing your defense look like they did for a second straight week, you're sitting there thinking, we got to put points on the board or else we're done. And and they were because they couldn't. But still, uh, Lewis, he gives us a dollar ninety nine. says, as I keep saying, Ben is done. Brian, you agree? No, he's not done. He wasn't done in in the better performances that he had the last few weeks. He wasn't done when we were begging for him to uh, not have COVID and play against Detroit. You know, he's not done. I, I know we're emotional and up and down, and we're we're making the best Madden 2021 moves that we possibly can for this team. But this isn't Madden, guys. You just don't replace a guy. You have to have somebody to replace him with. You can't just, when you're picking at 22 or 24, you just don't get that replacement for him. So, so I, I, you know, I had friends complaining last week that they should have got Justin Herbert. How are they going to get Justin Herbert? He was sixth overall, you know? So, and everybody wants Kenny Pickett. But you know what? That's for next year to think about. If you want to salvage this year and you want to keep on watching this year, you know, hope these players do well. You know, hope that the hope that the coaches come up with a better game plan. This was a very bad game for Ben Roethlisberger. Doesn't mean he's done. Dave, is Ben done? If being done means he has to be as good as he was in, let's say, 2014, then then if that's your expectations, then that's why you would make that statement. But the thing is, he's not hes not the player that he was. It doesn't mean that he's done because, well, frankly, he's on the football field. Um, should they move on from him right now? No. I, do I think they should have pulled him out to save, you know, a, any possibility of injury late in the game? Absolutely. I think they should have gotten everyone out of there that they could have when there was no chance. Sorry, they, they don't have a 31-point play uh, that you can pull off uh, there in the last two minutes. But so I, I, he's not done. He's just not the player that he used to be. And if to you that means he's done, then that's, that's, then that's your opinion. I'm saying he's what the Steelers have right now. And if the Steelers would have gone out and got a, got a new young quarterback or something for this year, and they were going to have to try to play 
behind this offensive line, it probably wasn't going to be good for them. So I'd much rather have the the old the old veteran quarterback that's been with the team for forever behind this line as they're trying to pull it together than it would be someone else trying to get back there and learn what they're doing as well. Good, Brian. What were you going to say? All right. At bad, Ben can't do it consistently. Why can't y'all understand that? Hey, Knight Rider, I'm not the GM, okay? <laughs> I'm not the general manager of this team. This is the team that we have here. If there was a better option, they would put Mason Rudolph in. He's not the better option. You guys want to throw away players just when they have a bad game. You want to throw away Devin Bush because he had a knee injury and isn't the same a year after so listen here live chat i love most of you but some of you want to blame the games on us it's not us we have a job to do here and our job is to explain the game you want to throw away ben that's great throw away ben after all he's done for you but he still has better of a chance to win a game this year than mason rudolph or dwayne haskins Let's bring those guys in. You're going to complain about them too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also at the same time, you know, Mason Rudolph did have a game in there against an Owen whatever team and they couldn't get the victory. Uh, but that, like I said, I'm not laying that all on him either because trust me, I, I, I said that before. But um, bottom line is, you've got to go out there with, with what you've got and see if you, and and just make it work. And right now, I don't know that the, how many of the Steelers coaching staff and front office, everyone else is kind of scratching their heads right now. Like, what are we going to do when we, when we get together tomorrow and, and try to do this good for them? Cause they're getting paid lots of money to do that. And you know what? That's why I don't have any answers. I mean, I we could all talk as fans about what we'd want to see. And chances are, if they did exactly what we wanted, it, it probably wouldn't end that well. <laughs> no, I mean, with, with Roethlisberger, it, it, it comes down to your expectations for him. I, I came into the season knowing that he was going to be a quarterback that needed a running game. He needed a more of a balanced option. The offensive line isn't, isn't what he needs. He, and he's also not going to be dropping back and eight step drops. He wants the ball out of his hands quick. It, it's, it's a, it's a really bad situation for the Steelers offense right now, but let's talk about the pass catchers quickly. Uh, the, the pass catchers weren't horrible today. I thought Deontay Johnson had a pretty good game. He's maybe I'm, maybe I'm just looking for a positive. I thought Deontay Johnson has continued to progress throughout his career. I mean, he's, he's become a better route runner. Uh, Dave, what do you think about Deontay Johnson? Just off the top of your head. Um, I would say on offense of the players that got much of an opportunity, he probably had the best game. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard. Um, for for Najee when he only gets the ball eight times just because it's not working, it was kind of difficult. I mean, Fairmuth only you know had four targets and then ended up getting smacked in the head on his touchdown. Um, but other than that, I mean, Deontay Johnson, I mean, he's he's out there giving you a lot. So um, I can't really complain about anything there if you're looking for a bright spot. Yeah, I mean, Brian, you can go talk about any pass catchers you want, but I thought that Deontay Johnson, Fryermuth, another, um, when given the opportunity, they made plays. Yeah, I tell you what, I really love Deontay Johnson in this game. I love what Fryermuth is doing. I'm 
a big fan of Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool was awful today. I know he pulled in some catches. He had some drops that I thought were egregious. He had a very dumb penalty by ripping a guy's helmet off. Uh, There's just a lot about Chase Claypool that I did not like in this game. Claypool seems like a very, almost like an over-emotional player. Yeah, and there was some inconsistency problems as well, yeah. And I feel like that's also because of the, those emotions, which, hey, you're fine. Mm-hmm. If you're an emotional, fiery individual, like that's not a bad thing, but it is if it throws you off your game. Yeah. He seems like he gets thrown off his game, like the face masking penalty, like that's awful. And then you come back and you have a huge drop. Everyone always asks me on Twitter, can you please talk about why he falls down so much? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure if he needs balance work or, or something like that, but he does seem to find his way on the ground a lot. Let's get this super chat up here. B-Man Low gives us $5. He said, this is not a playoff caliber team. There's no hard specifically on defense. They're soft. On offense, aside from Ben's issues, there is no number one wide receiver. Well, let me ask, since we're talking about pass catchers, and there's a lot that is correct about that statement. Yeah. We'll put that out there first. Does an offense need to have a pure number one wide receiver in today's pass-happy NFL? That's the question. Brian, what do you think? Absolutely not. You don't need the end. Tony O'Brown's dominating a game anymore. You need to have the ability to spread it around. And the Steelers really had that with, uh, in fact, they still have, have that. It's just not working out, but they do have guys that could be number ones possibly in other offenses. I think it's time to say that, uh, that Deontay Johnson could be a number one on that team and he might be Ben's number one on that team. But you still, he still needs other guys to take the pressure off of him. But I believe in a lot of number twos. And when Juju was in there, you had James Washington, Claypool, Deontay. That's a lot of good number twos that will stand out and be number one. If you look at an offense that has one guy this week going off and the other guys, you know, also contributing but not going off as much, that's a big deal. I think Juju is really missed. And a lot of people uh, are down on him because he's not putting up 1,400 yards a year. But you look at the Cincinnati Bengals today, and who was their number one receiver? It wasn't Jamar Chase today. It was T. Higgins today was their number one receiver. So when you have a bunch of number twos, then you have you have four number ones when the other guys are number twos. Then the next week, you've got three number twos and another number one. That's a possibility. Dave, what do you think? Do you need a genuine number one receiver in today's NFL? That was a really good point that Brian made. He's like, look at the Bengals, and you say that old Jamar Chase is a number one. Well, he's really young to be, quote-unquote, a number one. But when, but, but like they said, when you have that that much, when you have any a bunch of players that on any one week could be that guy that steps up, it really helps. The, that example of T. Higgins today is is really good. You don't have to, but I will tell you what. It does really help if you do, you're, you know, you're not going to be like, like, uh, I don't know, but think about it. How many, you know, it used to just be a number one wide receiver was just every team's best wide receiver, but people have changed it to mean something else that you have to fit into this elite category of doing these certain things. If you really look at it, I mean, how many teams actually have one, maybe half of them, you know, so it's really nice to have one. Um, but you can get by with not just simply because that's the way the NFL is. So the more options that you have, the better, but I'm, um, 
right now it's just that the Steelers options don't seem to be really constantly coming through. Yes. It hurts that they don't have Juju. Um, James Washington has not been really stepping up. I don't know if it's just a him and Ben Roethlisberger thing or whatnot, but it just something just, it doesn't even seem like they have, I, I used to say, Oh, they have, if you have three number twos, you're, you're really good. It doesn't even feel like they have that. James Washington would be like a number six, the way the Steelers use him, it seems. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just not good. But I'll tell you what, enough of the offense. We have a lot to talk about with the defense. If you're listening live or watching live on YouTube or Facebook, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We're going to take a short break. If you're on the podcast side, head over to part two where we talk about the defense. It's going to get interesting. Yeah. 